We're talking about awakening from the underground. We're talking about consciousness. And now we're talking about this dream through the mind of freedom. Hey everyone, it's Raghu and I'm back with Spring Washam. Now she's becoming my older friend since we've known each other now for some years. And Spring, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. I'm glad I'm one of your older friends now. Yeah. One of your you longer be, term friends. <laughs> yeah, longer term's better. You don't want to be too old, uh, like older friends. Right. Um but uh, one thing we're going to talk about, which is Spring has a new book coming out. It's called The Spirit of Harriet Tubman. Harriet was the, well, in the subtitles, Awakening from the Underground. And I, I love that subtitle. We'll get into that in, in a minute. But I think most of you out there should recognize Harriet Tubman who is, you know, uh, actually a movie was done on her and it was on Netflix or one of the, you know, one of the big streaming platforms in the last few years, right? And Yeah, it was a Hollywood movie, actually. It was, it was a Hollywood movie, for a long right? time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, she was inimitable with the uh, movement to eradicate slavery. I'm saying that in one, the, the, that little piece doesn't say anything about it all, but this book does, and it's great, Spring. Uh, so, uh, also, uh, Spring's been with me before on the podcast, and she's been with us teaching, uh, taught at the Arboon Retreat last year, and she's going to have a wonderful podcast. This is, uh, I think, it may be known, but not that well known. And it's going to be with Lama Rod Owens. And we're really looking forward. I think it's debuting not in what, in the next few Monday. weeks? Monday. Monday now? Oh, my God. Right here, right now, right on Monday. It's All right. On. So you will you may have heard <laughs> Spring before you'll hear this, but certainly tune in. It's going to be great. And uh, so, yeah, let's just, how about, how did you come to to the decision to enter into uh, the world of Harriet Tubman, aside from, obviously, it's part of the culture. Aside from that, what, what was the instigation? Well, I think, you know, first of all, I think people will be surprised when they read this book because, you know, it is really, really a stream of consciousness. It's a conversation and a, a journey that I was on with this great ancestor. And all I know, Raga, was it caught me so by surprise. I had not, you know, obviously throughout my life, I've honored Harriet Tubman in many ways. Who does not? I mean, geez, the story is unbelievable. Mm, yeah, unbelievable. Um, and I, I had watched the 2019 movie that came out about her that was really well done by the way I thought extraordinary at yeah. least for that phase of her life yeah and the, it was the week before George Floyd was murdered 
and the whole world was on fire, you know, me too, you know, and everything was, all of us were floating on the wings of anxiety and loss and, and I, you know, had come back to the Bay Area and and was going, oh my God, how am I going to, what's my next move to be a bodhisattva in the midst of all of this? And everybody crying and and fear and it was just so much. And Harriet came and rescued me. It's the first chapter of the book, and um, and she's been rescuing me ever since, Raghu. Mm. Very powerful. This experience of yours, and it's well in detail described. I have you know so many different things that struck me, but. So the the subtitle is Awakening from the Underground. And in some part of the book you talk about, um, it's it's the life of Harriet Tubman, but it's the Dharma included, as we know it, you and I contemporarily and everybody listening, how they intersect. And that so that spoke to me. Am I right or wrong? Awakening from the underground is more than just awakening to the the um reality of Harriet had no choice. She was pulled into, it was divine destiny for her to mm-hmm. do the act that she did, the many acts that she did. But it was also the awakening part. It's beyond just the physical reality of humans and what we have done to each other, et cetera, et cetera. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, the book itself and the conversations um, went far beyond the physical. We're talking about awakening from the underground. We're talking about consciousness. And now we're talking about this dream through the mind of freedom. And not everyone recognizes it or traverses it, that that pathway, <laughs> mm. you know, um, but it's there. And so when we're talking about that, now we're talking about Harriet Tubman mm, as a conductor, but through consciousness now, not on the physical. In mm-hmm. her life, she was physically taking beings out of bondage, like on a physical level. Yeah. But now, as we know, Raghu, it's all the mind. We've always known it's all the mind, but now there's more of a a collective understanding that, okay, we're working. The battleground is here, right? It's mm. not outside. And so here it's like, yes, and I'll, I'm still conducting on the underground, but it, now it's through the spirit underground, through light, through consciousness, through the journey is um, very much the same, but yeah, very different, you know, meaning that it's organized in the same way. Mm. So, Obvious, not obviously, but the reality more in this book is you opening yourself in a way to allow these messages, these truths Mm. of of Harriet to come through. And so just you, can you, without me, I mean, I could read because you eloquently (laughs) talk about what happened, but can you talk about that moment? when she emerged to you and the effect that had mm-hmm. and the the power that that came forth that you know you had no question that this was as real as you know 
eating dinner or taking a walk. Right. So we begin with that premise that people exist out of their human body, like, you know, Ram Das and Nimrod, all these spirits are alive. They're not gone over, as you know, right? In the ancestor world. So they're accessible <laughs> on some plane of our, our mind. They're not gone, right? They're just out of this body and into the next place, but they can still communicate and to those who are open to that, who have, you know, to, to those. So, you know, it's still a mystery with the whole thing. All I know is that I began to have a series of very powerful visions where first it began where I was running and um, being chased. I was having a series of nightmares, which is not unusual, um, but they became being more powerful, like a waking dream began to happen. But it started off where it was, I was, would be running and then I was hanging on to the back of her dress. <laughs> And she would, and I didn't know what is going on. There's danger. And I would have seen images of slave catchers and Nazis. And this is waking consciousness, not sleep. This was some dream. And then it began dream. to cross into waking. Uh -huh. It started with the, the, the sleep cycle dream where I'd be. And then it became more and more Harriet's consciousness began to fill my mind, thoughts and images. And then I said, okay, well, I'll do this class. This when everybody was in May, June, 2020, everybody was going uh -huh. online, launching everything. Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, I'll do a class, the Dharma of Harriet Tubman, five weeks. Maybe someone else is experiencing this, you know? And the class went viral. Oh, and really? over within two weeks, I don't know, hundreds of tickets were sold. Mm. And so I had hundreds of people on the Zoom class. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, everybody's interested in Harriet Tubman. I love it. And it was through that process, um, some real magic began to happen. My publisher secretly was in the Zoom room. I didn't know they were oh. one of the sea of faces. Uh, my The vice president was like, oh my God, she has to stop writing this other book for us and start writing this. And then Harriet appeared to as inspiration to take on the project because I said, no way. Are you crazy? I can't write a book about such a great being. I'm not a historian. I, I'm I'm just a spiritual disciple. No, I I I'm I'm, I'm I, this is way out of my league. No, I'm not. I I didn't even graduate. Mm -hmm. I dropped out of college. <laughs> I never went to graduate school. No, 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 no. This is like, and then I said no to the publisher initially. Like a great idea. I love it. This class was amazing. Harriet's awesome. <laughs> um, but then Harriet came. Uh, in person to kind of, I'm not going to say in person because it was an encounter with an emanation, a spirit yeah. body. Yeah. Um, very similar to how it's described, you know, in all kinds of different places where gurus come and visit their disciples or, you know, the spirit comes, you know, in, in a form. So, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so I talk about that. 
And I was as shocked and overwhelmed as anybody else. And I, you know, I've lived in the shamanic world. I'm a practitioner. I lead, you know, I've lived in the jungle. I worked with plants. It wasn't like it was far out of my consciousness at all, but the whole thing was taking place outside of these ceremonial conditions, you know, where, where, uh, where the portals mm. are open. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm absolutely a hundred billion percent after my own in agreement with you about, uh, this is a vast, as you say in the, in the book, multidimensional universe. And you have gone through many mystical, you've gone through uh, experiences through the shamanic path particularly Mm -hmm. so i'm sure it was like okay yeah it wasn't easy it wasn't difficult rather to to slip into these spaces and i having the experiences that i had in india with neem karoli baba i knew absolutely everything is possible there is no way exactly no. (laughs) no way you know whatsoever so um but can you describe i mean it's a powerful thing in the book just to Describe mm-hmm. when when you had the experience and it was like in you know cinematic uh, color. I mean, you know what I mean. It was so present. I mean, I I know I've had similar experiences and I know what that's like. There's no absolutely. It is. It fills your body with this yeah. energy in a way that is just not. Please just tell a little bit of what that experience was. Yeah, well, I it was just so interesting because I had the conversation with the publisher and I said, well, no, but I'll I'll pray for a sign. You know, if there's a huge sign, then maybe, you know. <laughs> and then I we were doing prayers, like all of us during that time. We would just yeah. gather and do bodhicitta prayers for humanity. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? You know, it was summer. And, um, and so a friend of mine came over and was praying and we had kind of like whipped ourselves up into like, it was a kind of a frequency of love. We were filled with this, oh, compassion and maybe do whatever we can. And, and then she left and walked home. She was a neighbor. And I went upstairs to my room and was reading one of the many books I had ordered online about Harriet and and it was it was just like it was just kind of like the latitude and longitude were able to meet up. She never has come like that. Only other a couple other occasions, but this one was this one was to get me to say yes to this mm. bigger journey, you know. Mm. And she needed to do that because otherwise, I would have been like, "Oh, this is way too much work." But yeah, so and it was late night, and as I was sitting on my bed and reading, it was. It started with this high pitch ringing sound. Like it went from zero almost to like, if you've ever heard cicadas, you know, the sound when they come on at around in the morning, they do a call in and around the sunset, sunrise and sunset. I just came from Costa Rica. So the sound and all of a sudden it was like, it was like a thousand cicadas. (laughs) And I, you know, the hair on my body. And then I just started trembling mm, wow. and that energy became electric. You know, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was like shocked you, you know, it was like electric, like it felt like sparks were 
coming out of my hands or, you know, you pull something out of the dryer and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. it has that <laughs> electric quality. Yeah. And, and and I just looked over in the corner of my room and it was almost like Harriet was just slowly emerging, you know, it was, and, and it was doing it slowly. I think we know these things, Raku, but the shock, because we don't access that world all the time and we're still stuck in this 3D dimensional matrix. So even though you know it's possible, you've seen it, when something comes that close to you that breaks open your mind you you still you still it's still uncertainty you know so the shock of it was just my heart was racing and you know my body was having a whole reaction and you know and 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 then Harriet was like don't be scared I'm here to talk with you and I still was oceans of tears were fall. I didn't even know I was just frozen and not breathing properly. And then I was able to regulate that energy because mm. you have to go outside of what you know when an encounter is like if your guru comes to you as a spirit and is giving you a download the first hour, you're going to be like, is this real? What is going on? Where are we? What yeah. dimension am I? Am I crazy? Am I here? Where are you? Yeah, you know, yeah. you're yeah. looking for the coordinates. Um, and I did that for a few minutes and it was like, don't worry about that. We're we're here. These are mm. the coordinates. This is like, you know, the moment mm. where I need to talk to you. Mm. How did you... So that's kind of yeah, how it happened then. That's so powerful. How, uh, all the way through, of course, you're having these dialogues with Harriet. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Did you, did you record? How did you, you know, in terms of she's, downloaded how did you yeah did you immediately after write it down how did you do that um so after that experience i um basically i said yes to writing a book about her heart that's the whole conversation was her reminding me hey we've you and i have had a relationship in previous lives where we agreed mm. <laughs> and i was like mm. what you know it was kind of like and then she kind of took me on like a soul's journey. It was kind of like the Christmas story or something. It was like the the past, you know, where that you go back yeah. in time and you're yeah. showing these things. And then every, it was almost like these pieces. So at that particular moment, I was not writing. I was just receiving the energy and understanding what was being asked of me mm. and processing what I would need to do to fulfill that task, mm. which was out of my comfort zone. I was writing a spiritual book about medicine and and healing. And, you know, I hadn't planned to go into Harriet Tubman's story. That that surprised me. Mm. But, you know, we're all... We're all on a journey here and yeah. you never know where you're going to go in yeah. any one moment. <laughs> yeah, and the, I, this is a good lesson too. The idea is to keep ourselves as open as possible and not prejudge yes. our every thought and identify it and in this way allow it to be. And you did that. Uh, yeah, and I think your shamanic training was very helpful here, I have to imagine. Oh, yes. I don't think... I would have been able to have done this at any other time in my life previously. I Mm. I think I had to, there was a series of openings that happened that led to that moment. Yeah. 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 So I know in the book you talk about, and I didn't know this because I've not 
studied. You know, it's been fairly superficial. My, I mean, I know, like most people know who Harriet is and, and the veneration is there and the honoring is there, but not the kind of detail. That's why this, this book was, uh, in some ways, was a little overwhelming. Uh, the realities uh, are always, as they are presented, just are shocking. Uh, and mm. but what felt shocking about it? The level, you know, there is inhumanity. It is so right. off the wall. Okay. You know about it, but yeah. you set it aside. Especially white people, they set we set it aside. We know yeah. about it. We honor Harriet. We do what we can in our own little worlds, but you set it aside so you don't have to face it, basically. But mm-hmm. it, this is, but this book goes into detail about Harriet's life and her ancestors' lives mm-hmm. and reminds uh, of, of the extraordinary, uh, you know, my partner said, Jesus, this, I mean, we as humans have failed ourselves <laughs> i mean we really have in a lot of ways you know mm. so so that that trauma um yeah but and in it, i understand yeah. that yeah mm-hmm. oh go ahead no no i was just going to say that so you do say in the in the book that a biography was written about harriet i believe in the middle 1800s some, mm-hmm. some, Actually, in, two biographies were written by the same author, huh. mm-hmm, by the same person, in, Sarah Bradford. Mm-hmm. Do you know the the timing of them? Yeah, um, I have to look up the exact. I don't want to misquote you, but both were after the Civil War. One oh, was like a few Civil. years after, and then one was closer to 1890. Uh-huh. There was one about Harriet Tubman's life. Um, uh, the Moses of her people was mm. one, and then there was a follow-up to that, mm. the life of Harriet, Did, incidents well, in the life. So one depicted more of her escape, and uh-huh. the next part depicted more of her, you know, people don't know that she was a enlisted Union soldier and a general. Yeah, yeah right. So, and so, was in and the war, it was a spy in the whole war. life after. Yeah, yeah. A spy, a general, uh, you know... Yeah, she was leading her own troops. Yeah. And by the way, everyone, we're talking about a, a, someone of very small stature. Five feet tall, 9,500 pounds. That's all. Harry was very tiny. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. Anyhow, it's mind-boggling. She had the obviously such enormous presence, uh, you know. It, oh, yeah. I mean, she was the first woman in U.S. history to lead her own military raid. The first and only woman who has ever done that. Launched, planned, and led her own, was leading her own military raid. She had a whole 300 yeah. to 500, yeah. a group of black soldiers that were under her command. And she led, strategically led by herself in them military, successful military raids. Wow. Yeah, and help the union win the war. I mean, people need to know this. Like, you know, her record, she died, was buried with full honors. Yeah. You know, in a military in Auburn, New York, in a a military ceremony grounds. Mm. Wow. So when you got these downloads, I call them. Yes, and I can explain to you more what, 
Yeah, how it happened. Yeah. Well, so once I agreed to this project, once I fully said yes, okay, um, Harriet basically was like, well, we'll work together and we'll call it sessions. I don't really like to use the word channeling because that connotes yeah. so many different things for people. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, and I you know, when you start using that word, then people invite you on and go, can Harriet speak through you right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. That's not what Harriet does. Okay. <laughs> oh, can you turn into Harriet? Can you ask Harriet? You know, it's like, can we no, ask Harriet a question? Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you answer as Harriet? I don't do any of that. No. <laughs> These were um, times. What that were almost like I was summoned in the mornings. Often, uh, I would get the tap, like, okay, we need to have a session. And what would happen was thoughts, the stories would start playing in my mind nonstop images, words. And here it would say, let's do a session. And then I would write down what I was seeing and what was being expressed. In the moment. And often it would be uh, a period of her life and then her uh, proliferating, sharing more about her heart, what was happening. It was, it, it just happened organically. I would sit down. And so some of the most profound moments were me at my computer, mm. just writing down mm. and trying to Free clarify flow. points. Yeah. yeah. And that's how the book really came out, just mm. like that. Mm. I was summoned. If I ignored the summons, I'd be up all night dreaming about her. And, you know, there, you know, there was hard to have a break from it. But there was a few months break where I went to Peru and then it's almost like the channel closed for a while and then it opened back up again. There was a respect for me and my time and where I was in any moment because that channel, that experience couldn't just open anywhere. It was too deep. Mm -hmm. I had to be sort of alone Mm -hmm. in nature. Uh, my best work happened off the grid in cabins, remote, no Wi-Fi access, Mm. and then the stream would pick up. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm sure as part of the universal intelligence or whatever we want to (laughs) call, no mind, Buddha mind, uh, Ramdas Solan, uh, the perfect thing happens. Yeah, the perfect moment and mm. yeah, and I'm I'm it's interesting to hear you talk about the impact because um you know, to me it's a very hopeful book, but there is some work that people have to do to read it to understand because Harriet Tubman is an American hero, heroine and is our collective ancestor. She's not just because I'm African-American, doesn't mean it's mine and not yours. Harriet's everybody's ancestor and her story becomes an ancestor story, just point blank. It's not black, it's not white. She is black. She comes from Africa. She was, grandmother came on a slave ship, but she's bigger than that. Yeah. You know, she's our ancestor. And and I, I was want people to feel connected to Harriet Tubman's story as an American ancestor. Yeah. And I'm, that comes through. Absolutely. Yeah. I can, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And it is a sad story, but you know, it's one that 
is important um, to feel into at moments that, mm. you know, it's challenging. So, you know, Ramdas got uh, teachings from a being that was no longer in a physical body named Emmanuel. And oh. like real, you never heard the oh, really great ones around death, particularly. Mm. Death is like taking off a tight shoe was one of his famous things. Uh, <laughs> or de- uh, I dying, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Dying, Emmanuel said through somebody, dying is totally safe, Ramdas. <laughs> oh, my God. That I mean, is Just awesome. provocative thing. Anyhow, so he was giving a talk one day and he um, he said, now, I want to tell you about somebody that um, uh, you're going to have a problem with it. I know you're going to have a problem with it. You're okay. It doesn't matter what color a person is, what race, what religion, political affiliates. You're, you're okay with all of that. But if they don't have a body, not so much. <laughs> I take my teachings, he said, wherever I can get them. And this occurred to me as I was reading through... And getting for myself yeah. whatever, you know, I needed to hear in the moment. Yeah. So that kind of openness, which he had, of course, in spades, um, is is really such a rudder in this book. It really is. So, uh, so anyhow, you're getting, you're writing. It's all coming out. Mm-hmm. But then you, you, I think you alluded in the book that, you had the, particularly these, bio, well, I didn't know there was two. I only thought there was one that we just mentioned before that were done mm-hmm. after the Civil War. And, you know, they were pretty comprehensive. Did, mm-hmm. did you refer, what, you were getting information, did you refer right. back like that? Yeah, yeah. The, I first, I read everything I could from a historical perspective about, uh-huh. oh man, I studied Raghu. I had never thought that I would take all this time. I kept saying it was like I was in graduate school with Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman. I, Because I wanted to familiarize myself, I had never done a deep dive study into this history before. I had, uh, I did a cursory level you know, not the deep, deep. I mean, I was reading Underground Railroad uh, narratives that were documented of slaves escaping. I was reading every book on the Underground Railroad operatives, the abolitionists. And so Harriet's biographies became important. Also, all the historical records that are mm. about her life, you know, after she was in the military she became, you know, a suffragette movement leader with Susan B. Anthony. I mean, there's photos oh, no, and yeah. speeches. And I mean, she had a whole second life, third life and fourth Just life. Amazing. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, she said the woman's movement was more dangerous. <laughs> they were attacked more times. Really? More, yeah. Yeah. There was all these um, speeches that she gave. And what's interesting Ragu is that Harriet's life reminds me of like a terma, a mm. hidden treasure, yeah, because so many new documents, photos, 
I mean, they only recently found this young picture of Harriet at the Smithsonian like 15 years ago. They were like, who's this? Oh, it's a picture of Harriet Tubman. Wow. I mean, things are, I mean, they just found her father's home, his pipe. They did, you know, like the New York Times and they said, you know, they had done this piece about her father's home and found. So it's almost like every, Harriet kept saying, oh, more will be revealed about my military records. They will find them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it feels like we're going to know more and more and more um, as time goes on. Um, but yes, I used those. I used what I knew. I used historical documents. And then they were the narratives. Um, and the underground, her journeys on the Underground Railroad were well documented uh, by really particular well. historians. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's how that film came out in 2019. Yes, and yeah, yes. Was yeah, William on- William Still was this underground operative who was amazing. He wrote down he a book that came out in the late 1800s about the underground archives and he would um yeah. chronicle sort of reminds me around other people escaping other countries, right? Refugees come, what is your name? What is your family name? Mm. You know, there's this archive that begins to develop around all these people. So Harry was a big part of that underground archive. Yeah, we're uh, being Jewish. I'm familiar, you know, with everyone. Exactly. As, yeah, this archiving process becomes very important, actually, right? Well, who owned what and where's my family's land? And where, you know, these archives become the place where courts, battles happen and who, what has happened needs to be set right through the archives of, of truth, you know? Yeah. I'd love for you to tell another story, Spring. And it's uh, the story of when uh, Harriet, uh, refused to help the slave owner mm-hmm. on the plantation um, hold a man down, and he picked he picked up uh, something heavy and a heavy stone, I guess, and and threw it at the slave, and it missed. Tell that story, and it hit Harriet. Yeah, so this is a, a very famous story that Harriet told many times throughout her life where she was sent to the store to purchase some items. And um, in the store, a runaway slave was trying to escape and ran into the store and the slave, um, the overseer was coming after him and he tried to get Harriet he demanded that Harriet hold him down so he could beat him, but Harriet said no. And, um, you know, I think it was the weights, how they used to make scales out of things in stores. You know, they would mm. use these weights, yeah, picked weights. up a weight to throw it, and it hit Harriet in the head and should have probably killed her. She said there was a hole in her head, and they carried her back home. Somebody carried her back to her house. Um, and then for two days, she went in and out of consciousness. They tried to help her, but they were all working. This was in the middle of the day, so they couldn't come back. And she laid there with this hole in her head um, and went in and out of consciousness. And they just thought she would die. But for Harriet, her internal experience was this was like a liberation moment. This is where her spirit soared out 
I, I was imagining her spirit left her body and she just connected with her Buddha nature on some level, <laughs> you know. But something, but elemental changed. She now became yes. connected with yeah. other dimensions in 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 on the Absolutely. physical plane, right? Absolutely. She basically said from that point on, she was a completely different human being because she journeyed for two, three days in this other world and she saw who she was and her purpose and she saw the future. Harriet Tubman was always incredibly clairvoyant. She saw the war. She saw the end of slavery. She saw the women would get the right to vote. Didn't happen in her lifetime. It happened um, a little mm. bit after her lifetime. But she always had this clairvoyance. She knew she could escape. She knew when to escape. She knew, you know, she just had always mm. this profound sense. So, And it yeah, came her, from her that connection. incident. Yeah, that incident propelled all it of It seemed that was a catalyst. You know, awakening can happen at weird times. Yeah, it right. reminds That's me of like... That's another thing to think about. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you hear those gurus smacking their disciples and uh, I'll never forget, you know, Milarepa, Marpa hit Milarepa in the head and he, you know, you hear these bizarre stories of like crazy awakenings, you know, and also on on a physical level throughout her whole life, she had migraines, narcolepsy, seizures. Mm. This was a part of her normal reality where she would go unconscious. And um, nothing would wake her up. They would try to hit her, whip her, get her, you know. And she would just be journeying in in the spirit world. Um, And she was like that even as a conductor. But every time she came back, she would always have knowledge that she didn't have before. Mm, Amazing. Something about where to go and how to move on to the next level. (laughs) And her, her, was it? Grand, great-grandmother who her actually great-grand- survived her the, her grandmother yeah, her survived grandmother. that trip in the, in the uh, yeah trip, right? she survived her grandmother's name we only know her by this name modesty and her grandmother came over on a slave ship landed we know in the Chesapeake Bay all of those are historical documents was sold to a man named Atho Patterson. And this was the family that Harriet and her family were locked in up. this battle with for years, generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her grandmother disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mary Mercy had give birth to a daughter, which was Harriet's mother. Um, and then there was just no record of her. She just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. So... Um, even when I would ask Harriet, she would just tell me the story about slaves being able to fly back to their homelands. <laughs> <laughs> so I put mm. that story in, not knowing uh, she there was just no comment on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I think, as we said in the beginning, the the mixture here of her life and history and who she was as a as a human alongside of what we call dharma but it's really just insights into right life you might say or sharon salzberg by the way has a new book called real life i can't wait to read that (laughs) oh yeah what this is yeah um so 
how they intersect and so on. And in this book, let me just read this. I helped slavery, this is from Harriet, get abolished, but sadly not the mental prisons that went with it. That's a huge, big statement there. Mm-hmm. Child, my spirit is alive and still conducting, but now I'm working for freedom through consciousness, through our minds, because that's where the real battle is. And that goes beyond you know, anybody's race, color, religion, that is endemic to us as human beings, as far as I'm concerned. And, and you say these mental prisons are the never-ending train of opinions and emotions that shape our lives and tell us who we think we ought to be. Just talk about that. I mean, that's, it's, a, it's like a little bit going, I mean, it's in this book and many kinds of things like this, very important mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual realizations or or truths, rather, I would say, um, are throughout, and they transcend, which is, you know, where you say they interact with Harriet and her life, and they transcend the physical plane completely and give us an opportunity. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that became apparent in writing this book was that Harriet Tubman isn't just some slave woman that got hit on the head. Yeah. It began, should we begin to reveal the power chapter by chapter? Like, you know, as we start going on, it's like, oh my God, who is this? Who is, like, who are you? You know, this became this huge question later on. Like, wait a minute. What is the nature of your spirit and your spiritual power? You know, and so... As the chapter goes, each chapter, it's my own awakening about mm. Harriet's mind and my own internal biases. Because she's always says, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's the lowliest among us. You know, no one would think a black woman who can't read or write, born a slave, covered in scars, could be a teacher. Well, you know, this is the bodhisattva heart. Right, we appear in any shape, any being, any any way that we can to help. And so, as that chapter four, which you were reading from, is her awakening, I'm also experiencing an awakening around her heart and mind. So, mm-hmm. a strange way that this book is really about me as a scribe, right, writing, but also me as a passenger. <laughs> following as she's conducting me through an internal process of my own healing and liberation. That's what's so interesting. And then, of course, is capturing her voice. So it's really three. Me as a student on the underground with all my freak outs and meltdowns. Me trying to capture these moments and trying to understand her constant use of this program you know, uh, the prison of the mind of hatred. That's what she said that, you know, it's like, it's like a prison hatred. It, and it is, isn't it? I mean, God, we all know what it's like to feel love. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. You know, when I'm loving you and I'm singing and I'm, I'm doing my devotion and I just see the oneness, it doesn't get higher than that. So the opposite would be a prison. The opposite of that is the hell. You know, so Harriet talked about that, 
the way that is passed down these beliefs and ideas and and we could see that being passed down, you know, and radio and broadcast and families and churches, you know, they're just you know, we're just passing down hatred or we can pass down love. Yeah. It's so simple, Raku. Why do we make it so complicated? I mean, it's like, is loving one another that hard? I I, I don't know. For me, it, it it's not. Yeah, you know, I mean, or at I least guess, I'm feeling you know, that. Yeah. Greed, power, angry, hatred, anger, hatred. All of these things were f- apparently factored into the human experience and they're there to be I transcended, know. I guess. Uh, but I agree with you. Wait, it's not that big a deal here. I know. Why you see is it someone so fall hard down, for people you want to, pick to them up. not teach hatred? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like all you have to do is teach your children, <laughs> you yeah. know, but man, we give them guns and we tell them all these things and then off they go into the world, the prison of hatred, already yeah. locked on, already yeah. locked yeah. inside. I have a, uh, well, she's 13 now, but she was at 12 last summer. We did a podcast. I do a podcast with her. She's extremely well-spoken. Her name is Zoe mm. and thoughtful and so on. And we talk about the current events and so on. And and we talked about, you know, what had happened with George Floyd and all of the other horrors that have gone on in the last couple of years, uh, gone in the last 400 years. Um, but she said, you know, it's just these parents, you know, they're instilling in children a certain mm-hmm. value and, uh, and hatred. She put it in very simple terms. And it's just a matter of, you know, educating Parents, you know, there's education involved so that, you know, there can be some compassion. Imagine a 12-year-old saying this stuff. Uh, but so, I, but, am, I love it. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, she, you know, she doesn't, um, my son is a, into, you know, he's like computer science guy and all that, you know, they're not uh, around uh, my, my, the mother of my children, Parvati. Uh, as much as we would like them to be, kind of thinking, oh, they'll, you know, this will emanate from us, and they'll they'll get a little bit more, other than the rational side of things. But she just came up with this on her own. So I'm just, I guess, I'm trying to say it is there in every one of us somewhere, sometimes mm-hmm. very deeply, deeply buried, and fear takes over and then you're talking about yes, anger and the fear of polarization yes. all of it yeah and uh, yes absolutely it's all rooted in fear yeah there's a great quote i guess is this from harry yeah harry faith i love this by the way faith mm-hmm. is the light we follow an inner confidence that we can do it and that we are being guided cuz usually Faith is so you you got to have faith or you're screwed, you know. And right. faith is it's beyond like, <laughs> mental anything, you know. If you're thinking about it, it's not faith. This is a great uh, perspective. You want to tease it out? Well, a yeah, bit? I think faith is, um, you know, from the Buddhist perspective, faith is one of the five superpowers. 
Faith is what gets you. It's not blind faith. It's verified faith. Mm. You know, it's not, it's, it's gone beyond just the initial excitement into the real work of trust. You know, we're trusting that our lives are being guided. Um, trust. Really trust. important. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's, it's to me the, the highway to faith. It really Absolutely. Is. It's the best. You've got to learn and you don't, you don't learn it by being calculated in your mind because you have to take leaps. Mm. Like, you know, that where you're reading that from, that's when chapter, when Harriet ran away and had to walk 120 miles. Um, <laughs> you know, not reading or writing, not everyone thinking she's crazy, totally crazy. Like, you'll never make it. Women women didn't run away alone that far, you know, in the, in the wilderness. And... You know, there was just something about her. She had, you have to test your faith. You know, you earn trust by trusting. You have to take a, a leap and you have to be willing to go it alone and um, risk it all at certain moments. Mm. I think, though, this the, it's a light we follow, but the an inner confidence that we can do it. Yeah. To me, that's intuitive trust. That's that's um, one of the biggest things. Whenever I'm doing anything with a group of people, uh, is intuitive trust leads you to that intuitive guidance, which absolutely then become then can become a faith that has no rhyme or reason. You don't need to understand or dissect it. Uh, but to know that we are being guided is is that intuitive trust. That, that's super, super important. Here's another thing from the book. Uh, Real compassion destroys selfishness and mind games. Compassion enters the suffering directly, seeking to end it. It's free and it's fearless. It's love and wise action, expressing themselves, working to alleviate pain like a river flowing. That's its nature. I yeah, that's that. a good part. That's good. No? <laughs> I mean, the and and again, it's similar to that quote around faith in that it self-generates itself after mm. there's some letting go, there's some connecting with the intuitive trust, and then it just, like a, a river, it's natural. It just flows that way. You have no choice. You know, can't, you can't, as I mentioned before, you see someone, <laughs> Ram Dass tells a story, of, um, he's talking about karma, I guess, and he says, you see somebody who tripped on the sidewalk and fell down right in front of you. And you look back and you go, karma, that's, that is not what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's awful. That's the only yeah. thought I had. Yeah. yeah. The, really, the natural inclination is to go and help that person up. Who wouldn't do that? You know? Absolutely. And I think that's what's being talked about. You know, that, that is what you're mentioning here. Um, and then, of course, another, uh, I'm just highlighting now things that. Yeah, I'm so impressed me. with you. You really read it. <laughs> <laughs> I really read it. It's you. Oh. 
you must always remember that love and truth are the most powerful forces in the universe and they will never let you down. So as soon as I read that, I go again, referring back to Neem Karoli Baba, about a billion times he said, love everyone and tell the truth. A billion, okay? Ah. That's absolutely, because, you know, his, whatever he said to it, there was nothing written down. He wasn't giving speeches. There was absolutely nothing. There was like aphorisms that when I say that, because I'm not living, Ramdas got close, by the way to the you know near the end uh, he was really mm. loving everyone and telling the truth i mean he he just he just he he was close to that you know the uh the uh the golden chalice <laughs> of the reality oh, of yeah. life he really was right there but that's yeah so i thought harriet's just coming from it's the same it there's a it's the one and it's coming from the one and she's manifesting she manifested it to you and we got it manifested through same exact thing through Maharaji same thing I mean it's I love it yeah they're all pointing they're all they're all pointing us to liberation yeah exactly um, and but the uh, the amount of suffering that she went through as mm. talk about um, courage i mean that's the other thing that's that's flows through this whole thing that you get she had a courage that was indomitable a spirit no i mean of course you yeah know i think that's just the legacy too of what she i i i honestly ragu don't know how she was able to muster that kind of courage. Um, all I know is it must have come from her clairvoyance and her superpowers. Mm. Like when you're free and you're awake, you have that, I think, naturally a little bit more. When you, you, you know. A lot more, yeah. Yeah. When you, you're not scared of conditions. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, she definitely was fearless. And uh, it's hard to, what an example. Yeah. Not to just women, but anyone, anywhere, at any time. Like, wow. Yeah. But, you know, towards the very end, you know, another quote, uh, which rings to me from His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, who talks mm. all the time about our future depends on mothers who bring their children up in compassion. That is yes. what's going to save us. So, you know, then you read, it's similar to the love and truth, and Neem Karoli Baba said that as well. It's similar here. Um, our, she says, our work now is based on feminine wisdom, compassion, and lasting freedom. I encourage all womankind to unite in compassion so we can awaken faster. The ancestors, angels, and the bodhisattvas are in this with you. To all the women, mothers, and grandmothers, we must wake up now. Remember who you are. So hmm. yeah, fits in with love, serve, remember. So I'm. That's yeah, how. and you, you know, you're giving me these ideas, like perspectives that I hadn't thought of through oh, yeah? the lenses of all your masters and our, ma you know, like, oh right, you know, I learn every day when hearing the words again. I'm mm. still, 
I'm still integrating it, Raghu. It's not like, okay, I'm done. It's like yeah. every time we read together, there's like a new, it's like the diamond. You know, you turn in a new, whoa, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Another facet. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. we keep polishing the jewel. And yeah. then it's like, oh, of course it would be the women who are mothering the kids, yeah. the children who are giving birth, mm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. They're giving birth to consciousness here in so many ways, yeah. right? Yeah. So there is something um, important about about that. Yeah. This is great book, Spring. It really is. And uh, when is it coming out? Next week. Like a date. Oh, <laughs> well, it comes out on the twenty fourth. What's of today? January. Yes. Oh my God! So Today maybe even 13th. after, yeah, the twenty fourth. There's the podcast, the book, all of these are good. So, oh my God! So you guys got to tune into Springs Podcast. What's the name of it? The podcast is the Spirit Underground Conversations oh. on Liberation, and it's about this underground. It's about the spirit underground through consciousness. Mm. This is what Lama Radner are talking about. This portal. These highways and byways that um, are liberation and there's conductors on them. Neem Curly, Baba, Maharaji, Ramta. (laughs) They're they're like, go, don't stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Love everyone. Love everyone. That's the path, you know? And so Harriet um, is with them on this, you know, these conductors trying to wake us up. Well, it all emanates from that one place. So that's why it's so incredible. So by the time this comes out, everybody, the book, uh, The Spirit of Harriet Tubman, Spring Washam, you can actually get up there and and get a copy. So uh, I urge you to. It's really, uh, well, it's an important book, but not because it's important, because it's just extraordinary, this life. Of this woman. It Mm -hmm. just is. Our ancestor, our collective great, great ancestor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could only uh, compare her to probably the most well-known person who fought the way he fought. Of course, Dr. King, who's uh, Mm. Martin Luther King Day is on Monday, January 16th, I believe. 17th or 16th, yeah, Monday. It's coming up this Monday. The podcast is the same day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's of that nature for sure. So you'll go to the show notes, everybody, and get links to make it easier for you to buy the book. And uh, connect up with Spring, who's uh, a wonderful meditation teacher. We haven't even talked about that and how I met her through Jack Cornfield, uh, but we've <laughs> talked about it before. And uh, you'll be able to be uh, put in touch with everything that she's doing. And this particularly, of course, this book. So th- thank you, 